Execute Order 66. You are not prepared! It's over 9,000! Hadouken! No! You're listening to an oddcast. I never read a book that, like, I don't think that scared the crap out of me. Like, movie, I'm more of a visual person, so, like, movies will scare the crap out of me. But books, I just loved reading it. Because, like, if you get to this part where you're kind of going, oh, boy, you know, you can put it down for a minute. You know, with a movie, you just keep watching it, you know. Well, in that case, what movie? Well, oh, God, there's a whole slew. Um, the first one, see, the first horror movie I remember watching was probably the Amityville Horror, the 1979 terrible one. If you watch it today, it's terrible. Oh, wow. Um, that movie scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Holy moly. My sister used to, my, my oldest sister is five years older than me and she would just torture us by watching it. And finally I forced myself to watch it and I was like, I'm going to do this and crap my pants, you know, by the end, (laughs) like when the blood's coming out the walls and stuff, that was scary stuff when I was like, I don't know, I was like eight years old or something. <laughs> and then uh, shortly after that, I saw Phantasm, which I love that movie. It blew me away. The little silver balls of death. <laughs> so uh, so Phantasm and, uh, I mean, Amityville, would you say that that's something that they more gave you inspiration into the kinds of things that you've gone into writing them? I'd say everything I've watched in total has is what it's the reason that I want to write horror because I that's what I I love reading like I get excited when I like now I when I was a kid I would get scared by you know the scary stuff and whatnot but after a certain point you see so many that now it's just like I want to see a cool kill or you know give me a good story that's a fair point that's a fair point um, you know, <laughs> you know, with that, uh, what would you say? I mean, you know, that's going back in the past. What about in, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in, in these recent years? What's been like the top horror? Recently, um, I really love the slow burn ones. Uh, these days, like um, the witch was really good. Um, the Babadook, I love that movie. Um, I haven't seen Midsummer yet, but I would like to. Um, and Hereditary was very good. Oh, God, that movie was just messed um, up. It, yeah, but then it, again, the, the last the last movie that like made me like cringe and whatnot was probably the the first Human Centipede movie. <laughs> that one just it just makes you cringe. I mean, because it's like some people are just like, oh, it's gross. You're pooping each other's mouth. It's like, no. It, imagine you're in that centipede and there's not a good spot. Oh no, there's not. Either way, you're either you're, like, you're maybe the head. And and like in that movie, when when the doctor, when the one girl escapes, and then he explains to her why she's going to be the middle. I was that freaked me out. I was like, damn, damn, that's some sick shit. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny, uh, cause, uh, because you had actually told me to watch that, I, I conned this poor soul into watching it with me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we I'm watched sorry, that together. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, that movie is... 
Well, I haven't seen the other ones because I saw the first one. That's all I need to see. Well, the other one's just, uh, he dives more, he goes way over the top, and they're actually kind of funny to watch. But that first one, it just, if it doesn't send a chill up your spine when you watch that, you're just not human. <laughs> uh, what else? And uh, now, Anthony, uh, what, what else we got here? Let's flip a coin. What we got? Right, let's see. I'm going to, I just have a piece of paper I'm going to point. So let's see. There you uh, go. How much time of your day do you write? Um, when I'm writing, it can be hours. That's what I shoot for. Is like, like today I had the day off from work, so I try to get started as early as I can, which usually isn't very early. So my days off, I get kind of lazy. Um, but generally, at least five or six. I would love to. I would love to do more. But like trying to work and, and stuff like that, sometimes it only ends up being a couple hours at a time. Yeah, it's, I can see how that is a little difficult to do, though, the working yeah, and writing just, thing at the same time. Yeah, it's just trying to squeeze it into life, you know. And I mean, with the writing, uh, I mean, in total, uh, so you have uh, you have your your main novella. Uh, the Essence of Sunder we mentioned before, and how many short stories do you have in total? Um, well, I've got a ton, I've got a ton that haven't nobody's seen, and then I've got, I think I have fifteen anthologies that are out there. So I have fifteen short stories that have been published, and then plus a couple here and there. On there's been a couple that have been published on like a website here and there and whatnot. But uh, I think there's 15 anthologies in total, and then the uh, the novella. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time. Like I've had like I don't know. I lost track of how many. I was trying to figure out earlier how many came out this year. I've had about a half a dozen books come out this year, but some of them were stories that I wrote three, even four years ago. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, with that, uh, you know, is there any advice you can give to somebody who, you know, maybe they're writing stories now, but they haven't gotten anything to take off? What, what kind of advice would you give someone? It, the best advice I can give is be patient. If you think you're going to get rich quick writing, then you might as well just choose another profession because that unless you know Oprah personally, that's probably not going to happen. You know, it's like, yeah, unless you know somebody personally like that, that can help, help you take off, especially if you're going to write horror or even like sci-fi or, or any like genre type, um, writing it, it you gotta work hard and, and really just hope that something takes off and just keep putting your stuff out there and, keep looking for new avenues to, to get your work published at. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work and some people end up with, you might end up with a publisher that you don't realize at the time that is kind of shady and then you lose some of your work and that can become a nightmare. Luckily I have a lot of good uh, indie writer friends that have helped steer me clear of some of the, Less places than... not to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, basically, like when I got published in my my first anthology, um, 
there was about 16, 17 writers in there. And I became pretty decent friends with the head of that. It was a small publisher. It was run by one guy. I became kind of good friends with him. He gave me a lot of good advice. And just from the other writers, I friended all the, the writers in that anthology. And that started building kind of like my collection of writer friends, you would call it. Um, so now I've, I've got dozens and dozens. And, you know, we all talk to each other. You know, if somebody gets burned, if somebody gets screwed, they let everybody else know. Yeah, so, I think that's a... But it's a it's a constant thing. I mean, you've got a network or you're going to, you're just going blind oh, everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, and I think that's a nice thing to have, uh, you know, with a bunch of people that, you know, they're not a Stephen King making millions of dollars off movies and books and all this other shit. Yeah. You know, just having everybody that's, that's in that where, like, you guys are doing the best you can while working you know, a day job and trying to get your writing oh, yeah. off. It's definitely great. I I agree. Definitely great to have a network in there to help each other. Uh, no, no, you, you have to, or like I said, you just, you're going in blind and you're just lost and you're, you're going to end up with the wrong people and anybody who makes you pay to get published, avoid like the plague. Those are, that's called a vanity press. You don't even want to get involved with that. Uh, Anthony, you know, you actually had a, uh, a question that we discussed before the show, and I think his response to it is going to be interesting. I can already tell. <laughs> oh boy. It's a really simple question. Okay. Does a big ego help or hurt a writer? Um, for me, it's a hurt. Um, I can tell you, I have one writer friend that the only reason I haven't unfriended him is he's friends with almost everybody in the horror indie horror community so it'd be like putting a cross on my <laughs> right on my face but uh I, I can't stand the dude he's an egomaniac prick and yeah it's just it's really to me that that kind of personality is just annoying regardless of your profession it's you know if you're constantly talking about how great you are you're probably not that great and, and you know i think i think it can can become a fine line uh even with like podcasting like we do you know you, you definitely want to have pride in what you do but there's definitely a fine line between being proud on what you do and just being an arrogant asshole like there's a no, fine it, line in it exactly and the, and the best way to get people to you know listen to your to your podcast or your music or read your book or whatnot is get to know don't go right in with hey buy my book you know it just have a conversation with somebody and they're like oh you're a writer too oh wow where can i get your book you know you know that's I, at least i try to do it that way it's like you know i'm not a big salesman of myself i can sell somebody else's stuff but selling my own stuff just it yeah it seems too egomaniacal i think me and anthony can 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 see that point yeah yeah i think, I think you can relate yeah <laughs> um and, you know uh, i know one of the questions i had um you know knowing you the way i do here yeah, um, yeah of course it's a little different <laughs> um <laughs> out of all that like, because you know you're a, you're a huge fan of horror movies and and all the other different things horror hence why you obviously you're writing it um i know we've talked a little bit about it before but uh out of anybody that you've, uh, you know, watching horror movies, who's like your favorite actor or like favorite character that you've seen over all these years? Oh, wow. 
I I always go back to Bruce Campbell because I I effing love Bruce. I know, Bruce is just he's so awesome. But like if like serious wise, I mean, there's like a I'm always I'm like a small business you know indie guy, so like any like anybody doing like indie movies and stuff like that. Um, I forget the the chick's name who did the the Babadook, um, you know, female director in horror, and it was a totally different take on on this genre, and I thought that was really cool, you know. And that's where you that's where you're gonna find like the different voices, you know, that that aren't giving you the same old same old same old. I mean, even like I love Wes Craven and all that that he offered, but I wouldn't, he's not my favorite. He's made some of my favorite movies, but he's not my favorite, like, director, you know, kind of thing. I think, me personally, I think the only problem uh, with Wes Craven for me is he's he's the one of those people that'll just sign off on anything. Like, he doesn't really care as long as he's getting paid for it. He'll just sign off on it. And it's why we've gotten a lot of, like, the shitty remakes of his movies is because, like, is, oh, I'm going to yeah, make money. He's, he's I don't give a those. Shit. But I also love like like a lot of people shit on the remakes and stuff. I'm not a, a remake hater. Just make a good movie. Like when Russ Craven first made The Hills Have Eyes, like he had no money. That movie was made for you know ten bucks on a weekend with his friends, basically. You know, and when they did the remake, like he helped make that. But he's like. Here, take it and do a good movie. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I gave you the idea. Here, go make a good movie. Or like Toby Hooper, um, who made uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was the same thing. You know, he made the thing for like a hundred bucks on a weekend with his friends, and it became this big thing. But it wasn't. If you watch the original, you know, some people would defend it and everything. It's not a great movie. It's a. It was a really good movie at the time. But it doesn't really stand the test of time so good. I mean, these people weren't even actors. They were just his friends and stuff that were agreed to be in a movie. You know, so when they did the remake, I mean, he Hooper wrote the remake, you know, and people still crap on it because, oh, it's a remake. No, it, he did it. <laughs> he was going to direct it himself, and then he found somebody that was like, hey, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, here you go. So, you know, that, that does bring up something. That I've been pretty vocal about with the guys here. Uh, I, I don't know what your opinion on it is, uh, but if you're making a sequel or a prequel, I hate it when they name it the same thing. So like the thing or I was Halloween. Saying, you can say the thing. Like just just stop naming it the same thing. I mean, I don't know how you fall on that, but like I I hate I, it so I much. It de- I I think it depends on what it is, but like what I hate is when like when they do that, do a sequel or. or even a remake and it's nothing like the original, you know, has almost nothing to do with what the original material was. And then, but they just want to tie into that old nostalgia or that older film that was popular and whatnot, but it has nothing really to do with it. That's, that's where it bugs me. Fair point too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Anthony, what else you got here? Come on. Flip a sure, card. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, reading your stories, there are some, uh, well, let's just say graphic. Yeah. <laughs> How do you come up with inspiration for uh, such vivid details? I Honestly, it, you know, I, I could tell you, I could sit here in line, I could tell you that, you know, most of it comes from like horror movies and stuff, but 
the most horrible things they the ones that like stick with me are usually from non-horror things or like i'll get an idea from i'll see something in that has nothing to do with horror and i'm like oh that could be a horror story you know um there's a movie oh i'm gonna forget the name of it it's a george clooney movie where he plays a a cia agent I forget the name oh is that it. the uh burn after reading no 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 not burn no. after reading um it was a serious movie it was based on real events that led up to the um the ship that got uh they shot a missile into um i'm gonna forget the name of that ship but the the movie that goes along with it but anyway there's a scene where he's getting tortured by this terrorist group and like he's sitting there and they're pulling out his fingernails and uh I was like, how is that not in a horror movie? This is a horror movie shot. You know, so like I've included that <laughs> like in in uh in one of my books. I, I probably it, like sometimes I use stuff more than once and I'll just change things up. Um I'm looking for the name of it. It's a really good movie, people should watch it. Um But anyway, you know, that's that's the kind of place where I usually get my best ideas that just get jumbled around in my brain and become absolutely horrible. But that's where most of my ideas come from. Or I'll just be listening to a song or something and it's where my head will go because, you know, I'm weird. So Sounds like Anthony on a Saturday night. Syriana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the movie I was thinking of. Syriana. Oh. That's the movie I was talking about. It, uh, yeah, it's the what led up to the sinking when they bombed the uh, USS Cole. Mm, all right. Well, there you yes. go. There's a movie recommendation out of this guy too. You know, two. For yeah, me. there you go. See, <laughs> Syriana. It's a lesser-known George Clooney movie that's really good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Anthony. Um. Okay. Um. So you, I would call yourself a. I would call you a horror aficionado. What is your favorite like subgenre of horror? Like the body horror, psychological, killer, monster, paranormal. Um, see that one's tougher. Um, in recent years, I would say more the like psychological horrors, the bordering on the horror thriller kind of kind of psychological kind of stuff. You know, um, that kind of gets me like going. The strangers. Yeah, like the like the strangers, or I'm trying to think of some other good ones. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. You know, like the strangers. Like for me, I always joked with my mom growing up because I I grew up in basically in the middle of nowhere. I, there's there's nothing around, and my mother always insisted on locking the door. And I was like, it, there's not roving bands of killers roving around the countryside they're going to come in break in and kill you and and all this kind of stuff and then you see the strangers and that's what it's about <laughs> it's like okay maybe mom was right you know maybe she was right to be afraid you know but uh yeah where i lived it was it was not a very exciting place to grow up <laughs> i can i can attest to that but yeah like something like the strangers i mean that was like that's like if something like that happened oh my god 
like it would would have freaked my mother out. But <laughs> but that's, I I love that kind of stuff. The second one, that one, the second one, they got a little goofy. Um, yeah, a little bit. That one wasn't as good. Yeah, if you haven't seen Strangers Two, you can probably skip that without hurting yourself. All right, I'll make sure to skip that then. <laughs> but it turned it into more like the killers are like a Jason type. Like they apparently they just can't die, yeah. and it just becomes a campy. Instead yeah, of like instilling they, they fear, it's a campy, campy it. like Jason movie. No matter what you do, they just keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you blew that guy up in a truck. He's not coming back. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, <laughs> I believe it, except her jugular clearly got stabbed. Like she's not getting up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not walking away from that. <laughs> and and I also I'm a I'm a huge fan in in. And Jared knows this of uh, like the Devil's Reject series. Oh, God, I, yeah. I love it. I'm an Otis fan. Um, Otis all the way. Nothing against Sid. Sid Sid Hag is fantastic. But yeah, I was. God, I'm an Otis so... guy. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace. I'd say, oh, I love Sid. Sid's awesome. But yeah, I was always. I'm an Otis fan. Plus, Sherry Moon Zombie is. Wow, deliciously hot. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> Sorry, I had to come out there. You know? No, I don't apologize. Especially Lisa and Wayne works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anthony, I think we have a. Uh, think I think we have uh, a question from one of the the guest audience here. Do, do you think we should oh. take the question? We oh, have yeah. a, a guest audience. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yes, so, uh, yes, uh, my name's Morbius, uh, the sugar-free or the splendor vampire. Um, my question is to Fiend. Um, now, Fiend, uh, how do you feel about the vampire quote-unquote plague? Uh, do you write about it? Would you write about it? Are you a fan? Uh, or do you think we are all, uh, scourges on the earth? I, I think you're played out. That... That is that's, a fair that's point. what I do. You're, you're, you're played out. You're played out. Go away. All right. I, I'm going to sit back down now. That is a fair point. I agree. Well, okay. Yes, I, uh, really I, I try to avoid, um, in my own writing, uh, other people can do what they want to do. I try to avoid the stuff that's been trampled over unless I can think of a new way to do it. Um, Which, you know, I, like, I did read... Uh, I did read your short story. Uh, is it pronounced vacuity or? Vacuity. Vacuity. Okay. Uh, I did yeah. read that one and spoiler free kind, kind of thing. It, it has a kind of a monster feel like that by the end of it. Uh, but it was. Yes. It was definitely a curveball to me because I thought it was going to be like a ghost thing. So to see that coming in the end, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, so that's a good one. I enjoyed that one, and that one, just personal plug, That that's an award-winning one, too, that won me, um, uh, what do they call it, the Vincent Price uh, Horror Award, Horror Writer Award. Ooh. Yep. And that's why it's featured in that, that's why it's titled uh, Vacuity and Other Tales, and that was part of winning that was the book got named after me. And I got to give a little input into, not a lot, but a little bit of input into the cover art um, on that. Hmm. So, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. And it was, it was a contest where you sent in like the first, I can't remember if it was the first 500 or the first thousand words. And they picked like the best, what they thought was the best opening and then you won. And so they didn't even read the story until after I won. So they didn't read, they didn't have the full story until after, after I won. And, and now, and then, I don't, then I don't think they realized how long it was. And <laughs> I was about to them. say they, they let me win, so whatever. I was about to say, with that, did, did they only read the opening or towards the end? Yep, yeah, it was. It was. You were supposed to write the the best horror opening. Oh, okay. So the the first oh, little bit of that when she takes care of her caregiver, that's uh, that was what they saw. Oh man. So they didn't even get. So they didn't even know about the curveball that comes in by the end. No, they, they didn't awesome. really even. Yeah, they only got the little bit of beginning, and they didn't really know what the story was about. That's <laughs> so. Awesome. <laughs> um, uh, no, obviously, uh, I've been a pretty hard self-proclaimed uh, metalhead myself because uh, Anthony and Jeremy have poked fun at me on the show before. Uh, I don't know, Anthony. He's uh, not poking fun at that. Well, I mean, and, and Anthony's music range goes all over the place. Uh, he's gotten me into a few all different the, all things. All the way to Beaver? <laughs> oh, God, no. Even I have some <laughs> uh, But with that, uh, you know, I know you're, obviously, I got my metalheadness from you. Uh, and I, and for anybody at home who doesn't know this, uh, what uh, what's, like, your favorite music to listen to? Because I know that's had inspiration on things that you write. What's, like, your... And, Go to. Oh, it's totally inspiration for what I write. Um, when I'm writing, well, now when I first started, I had to. It had to be music that got me in, in the right mood. Um, so it was mostly like slower doom type stuff, and I still write to a, that stuff gets me in the right headspace a lot. Um, still to this day, it's, you know, stuff like um, Kong and Paul Bearer and Sleep. Um, Ohm, that's another good one. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good good ones out there now, um, but now I can pretty much because I've been doing it long enough, so I, I have a feel for myself, I guess, and I can pretty much put anything. In. It's just whatever I feel like listening to at the time. Right. Uh, and you know, with the novella there, uh, was there any like specific album you would say, or even specific genre and metal that you would say? had more of an influence as you were writing into that one um that one uh, that one actually had quite an evolution to to be honest um oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well it's what most people don't know that is the very first story i ever wrote and all i was doing was sitting down just to see if i could get this thought out of my head see if i could write um it's it went through about four different editing processes to have it landed where it landed. Um, nothing major changed throughout that whole process, but like I wrote it and then let's see, it came out last year, so it came out in 2018. I wrote it in 2014, so I learned a lot in that. Oh, I three, four imagine. years in between. So like by the time I edited it the final time and handed it off to the publisher, um, you know, it had gone, the, the writing came up to the level I'm at basically today. So 
Hopefully it came out better <laughs> if you uh, I mean, read the, uh, the original story. But that was the first story I ever wrote. And that started with, I mean, it's called Essence of Sunder. Um, it went through about three or four title changes as well. Because I, it was originally called, uh, I originally titled it Impending Doom. And then by the end, I just didn't think that that fit anymore. So then I had I was searching for a title and and I finally landed on on Essence of Sunder. Damn! So it went through quite a bit. Uh, like yeah, that went through quite a bit. And Essence of Sunder is a song by Kong. So if you want to look that up, you can feel free to do that. It's an excellent song. Uh, you know, uh, we'll do we'll do. I, I guess we'll do one more music thing. Uh, out of uh, I mean, really, out of everything you've listened to over the years, uh. What's what's like the biggest song you'd say that you liked, that you initially liked uh, when you first heard it, but then as the years have gone on, you've just been like, man, that is like hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, hot garbage. Um, wow, I have a lot of stuff that I probably don't. Um, well, I can. T- I'll go to the easiest one, but but it won't be. It's not that I feel it's hot garbage now. Um, you just don't care for it anymore. I, I just don't listen to it that much anymore. I listen to a few songs here and there. And that's uh, Iron Maiden was probably my first, like, heavy metal love um, was Iron Maiden. And, like, 666, Number of the Beast, and Peace of Mind were the first, among the first two albums I ever had. And I listened to those over and over and over and over. And, uh, and then in about... 86 87 i got master of puppets by metallica and that just changed me and i i have a hard time listening to like like the more, more uh, power metal more, more power like metal type stuff like i mean yeah the the power metal like the high high voices and stuff like that it just <laughs> i don't know i just now, it gets, now it's like a, blend, it's like yeah it's like nails on a chalkboard now and like i can be sorry there's some iron, about my there's boy some iron Adil was one of my first loves too. His original, because <laughs> that's a funny story too. Um, when I first heard Black Sabbath, it was my sister had the album Dio. Live Evil with yeah. Dio, and then I had to learn. Oh wow, there's this guy named Ozzy that was in the band first. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all that guy. But, I've I mean, seen I mean, a lot that of was have that happen. Well, it's like Live Evil came out in like. I don't know, 81, 82, somewhere around there. So I was like eight, nine years old, you know? So, you know, I knew, I knew Ozzy as a solo artist by the time I, I heard all that stuff. So, you know, then I heard, you know, Black Sabbath with Dio and I loved it. (laughs) You know, I didn't hear the stuff with Ozzy until later. And, uh, but I was a big, big Dio fan for a while. Cause right when I was like really getting into music and stuff is when his album, uh, the last in line came out and I love that album. (laughs) So, so I love that album. I listened to that album so many times and I was a big, big, huge deal fan for, for a lot of years. And then I kind of moved away from kind of that style, you know, into other stuff. So, you know, I still love it. Fun fact. I learned over the past couple (laughs) of years, uh, I share a birthday with uh, with Dio. Oh, I didn't even know that. I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't realize that either until a couple of years ago. Uh, 
I saw it posted up that his birthday was uh, July 10th as well. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I, that's... Uh, See, and, and my birthday is Pearl Harbor Day, so, you know, that's, you know, I've got death, you know, I was just, you know, born in death. <laughs> I don't have anything special on my birthday, and I like to keep it that way. Well, we were going to give yeah. you a birthday cake, but unfortunately, uh, it's a sad day, so we all have to sit around and cry, so. <laughs> Your birthday cake will be made yeah. of tears this year. Yay, <laughs> hey, I'll be, I'll be happy to supply them. Man, my birthday is on September 20th. I'm dodgeable by nine days. I, I, I used to, a good friend of mine that I used to work with, play poker with all the time, he was born on 9-11, so he's got to celebrate that every year. Man, that's got to be like the <laughs> See, like, like, even like Pearl Harbor, like, I just feel like your birthday being on that day, no matter how happy and celebratory you are, there's always going to be people that are judging you, like, look at that piece of shit. Being all happy and celebratory. This is a sad day. <laughs> you I know, just exactly. can't win. Especially like you know, the years that I've, I've been members of like the American Legion and, and things like that and gone there to, to have a few drinks. It's kind of a somber day at those places. <laughs> but, you know, they serve Go drinks. to the so, American you know. Legion. Shots for everyone. <laughs> exactly. Hey, woo. My birthday. Come on. My best friend uh, died. What a, hey, not my problem. <laughs> great have another shot <laughs> yeah you, you probably need one uh anthony what else you got i don't uh, i got a really knew, anthony had like 50 questions that he had written down it, that he's been it, waiting you know. to use <laughs> <laughs> well i, I just been picking them a little bit here um i got a really quick one for you all right fast zombies or slow zombies oh this is debated all the time here it's debated all the time, but I honestly I love the fast zombies. Like I feel like I can get away from the slow zombies. The fast ones, yeah. they're gonna run you down and rip your junk off. You know, Thank it's you. like Thank you. you know, well, it's and for me too. Like when uh, Twenty Eight Days Later came out, there was like there hadn't been a zombie movie in like a long time that I thought was any good. And when that movie came out, it was like, oh, shit. And, like, you get the people you who know, debate, oh, they're infected, they're not zombies. No, they're fucking zombies. They just <laughs> run. And, and, you know, we actually... Because they want to eat you. But and I, we had this debate. Uh, we've covered zombies a few times with some of the games and things we talked about. And, like, my point is, like, if they're the Walking Dead zombies, I can, I, I would try to survive because I can outrun them they're not they don't have any like superhuman strength and they're really dumb so i mean you could survive that but if it's like train to busan or 28 days later or anything like that fuck me i'm killing myself immediately because there's no surviving that they outrun you they outsmart you they outstrength you like no no that's fucked oh no you're you're gonna die horribly it's it's like an obstacle versus a predator what's that like a slow zombies are an obstacle fast zombies are a predator yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I mean, that that kind of a lot of people don't think about. It. Like, twenty eight days later, kind of got the whole zombie genre going again. I mean, you can sit there and and cry about fast zombies, but it's like that's what kind of started the modern era of so many. You know, it's overdone now, but it's like it started that whole era. And there's people that are like, I have 
friends that are, I mean, it's zombie, 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 everything. And it's like, damn, come on, man. <laughs> like, I, I like zombies, but I mean, it's the, it, it's one of those things, like everybody wants to do it because it's, it's an easy thing to do. And not everybody can it do it good. It's an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's like it's an easy thing to do. I mean, because like in most of the time, like you don't have to explain like where they came from. It's just like boom, people know what zombies are. Just there they are, zombies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I know that you personally, uh, you don't really care for the the ghost movies, supernatural things. Um, I'm not well. See, Poltergeist ruined it for me because that's like the best ghost movie ever made. And I saw that when I was probably eight. So, like, top that. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean the they, remake? I've been waiting. They have not topped it yet. Oh, the remake. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that remake. I didn't see that the remake. Was, was, it, was it that bad? It's it was PG-13. Like, yeah, and it might as well be G. It is, yeah. it is just bad. It's, yeah, they, they took, oh, like, horrible. anything that made that movie a fun horror movie and dumbed it down saying pg-13 but it doesn't feel even pg-13 yeah no it, it feels like i i could bring a five-year-old to watch that and wouldn't be scared yeah it was very <laughs> it dumb was, down. yeah it was it was bad it was bad um but i mean with things that you write do you find uh you know do you do you prefer writing is more like like we saw in essence asunder uh where there's you know more like humanoid monster kind of people or, or do you like writing some... ghosts most of my stuff has to deal with i find it scarier if it's something that could actually happen kind of thing you know that's scarier to me because i know like ghosts and ain't no ghosts attacking me and you know there's probably not a vampire gonna attack me either (laughs) so I, i tend to write more like that but i've i've got quite a few where i've had to to deal with demons because it was the subject matter at hand and that's that's fun to play with i love playing oh, demons with, are always with demons fun. yeah demons are fun to play with because like if you start looking up like some demonology stuff like they have names and what like all these demons do and so i'm like well that's just stuff that somebody thought up anyway but, <laughs> but people like, can go look like i'll use like like you know quote unquote real demon names you know in a lot of my stuff when i deal with that with that just because it's fun you know it's my way of kind of poking fun at like people believing in that shit Fair enough. <laughs> so like anytime i mention a demon i trust me it's a real demon name you can go look it up and see what that demon is supposed to to do and be like and all that kind of stuff um and you know while we're talking about you know he has all these all these works you can find over on amazon a ton of stuff for you to go check out uh and, uh, you know, the the big reason why we decided to do it uh, is he has his first is, official... Why, why we've been waiting? <laughs> why I was putting me off? <laughs> well, you know, uh, but he has his first official novel coming. Uh, he had his novella, Essence of Sunder, uh, but you have your first, like, big novel coming, and you're working My on it. My first novel. big, like, like handful novel. It, it's not... It's a beast. It's a beast. It's going to be a handful it should be out on Hellbound Books Publishing um, in March is what we're shooting for. I don't know the exact release date yet. We'll know that a little bit closer to to the time. Hopefully sometime in February we'll start making pre-orders available. But uh, 
yeah, in March, uh, piece it all back together. We'll finally see the light of day. That's something I've been working on for, oh God, I spent a larger chunk of like two solid years working on that. Are you excited, Anthony? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I can tell you it's not, it's not, yeah, I, I think, I think Anthony fainted. Um, it, it's not the same as a lot of the other stuff I've written. It is essentially a mystery with just a lot of horror stuff in there because it's about serial killers and and things of that nature. I can tell you it contains the most the worst, most disgusting scene I've ever put to page so far. In it. Wow, that's and when you, and when you get and yeah, and when you get to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. My what I want to accomplish with a scene like that is I want you to kind of throw up in your mouth a little bit, but not be able to stop reading it. Well, <laughs> if it's anything like Essence Asunder with that, then uh, I think we'll be fine. Because there, there were some really moments in there. A, it really goes to a disgust factor that I don't know how I reached. <laughs> and people will probably ask me to seek help. <laughs> no, that happens on a daily basis. So, I mean. <clears throat> the oh. coolest scene, although the coolest scene I've ever written is in a book I haven't finished yet. Um, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'll finish that someday. And uh, I just, I don't know how to end it. But it's a necrophilia scene where, um, (laughs) you know, you got to throw in a little bit of necrophilia. But the way I write it, I write it from it's the perspective of the guy doing this terrible thing. And I write it like a real love scene. So (laughs) what I I want people to do is be turned on and repulsed (laughs) by themselves for being turned on. That's that's my goal with that one. I want you to have that dual. I want you to hate yourself for liking it. That's what I want. When I start to read that, I'm going to totally put on Careless Whisper in the background. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I might have to add that to the scene. He puts on Careless Whisper. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you got to put on, uh, what is that, uh, you know, uh, Barry White or like. You know, some Manilo and just grab some wine, read your book, read this. <laughs> yeah. That's how all scene. my books should be read. That's how all my books should be read. Oh, just a glass of wine and some berry white in the background. Maybe some mood lighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Right. While you read it aloud to your best girl. Because <laughs> she's gonna love that shit. I think Kelly would break up with me. <laughs> oh wow, wow! Well, yeah, Heather she doesn't to read it then. Heather doesn't like horror. Oh um, boy! No, it's not that she doesn't like horror because she doesn't like the genre. She doesn't like horror because uh, she's grossed out and scared really easily. Yeah, oh yeah, I can attest to that. No, I, um, yeah, I am. My girl reads my stuff and then cringes and looks at me and says, "How yeah. could you do that?" <laughs> she's like how could you write where does that come from you sicko <laughs> well you know when i when i like well it's it, when i was know, reading it's uh, just in there when i was reading essence asunder 
And every now and then I should like, oh, because, you know, I don't read books. So yeah. it was like a big thing that I was reading. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here, let me read a little bit of excerpt. Sure. She's like, sure. She's like if you don't stop, I will hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have read the, the ear scene. That was my favorite scene in that. Like anything with How body work, she's, she's checked out. <laughs> You know, I actually remember when Anthony read that scene, his reaction was the best of saying, like, you know, that went the way I thought it was going to, but then he went a whole nother level with it. Well, that's why when I'm writing something like that, it's like, okay, you know, this is okay. You know, but it's like how far, it, that's how I came up with the, the, in the novel, this whole disgusting, really super disgusting scene it's like okay that's terrible but how can i make that worse you know and you just keep building on that and then you get it's a rabbit hole that most people probably should not go down you know you know honestly i want to say that's the same thing that they do with a lot of movies now it's like you know that that was pretty terrible how can we make it worse <laughs> you can yeah, say they, saw, yeah, they, okay. they do it with like how can how can I make it worse like in a really terrible way that nobody's gonna like? <laughs> no. That's why they end up sucking. Uh, now, would you would you ever want to see one of your books turn into a movie or anything? Oh, I would. Are you kidding? I would love that. I would love that. Everybody would love that. How much creative freedom would you give the people? The, person with your um, I don't know. I, I've always kind of, now sometimes things get negotiated and blah 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 all that kind of stuff um, I thought Stephen King always had the the best outlook on it like he's he'll sell the rights to his stuff really fairly cheap most of the time but he wants like a larger part of the back end so like basically if you make a film that does really well that's where he wants to get paid off of it. And like some people give him shit over it, but it's like, no, that's, that's the incentive that's for bad. somebody to actually make a good movie instead of making some crap, you know, it's like, here, go ahead and use it. But I want, I'm going to get paid when you get paid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know there is actually, I really want to see, you know, out of the two characters, cause I don't want to say their names cause yeah, that thing, that thing was a great twist as well. <laughs> but uh, one of them you described as in, you specifically went on your way to say you they couldn't make this in a movie. I would love to see that guy made in a movie. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, that dude should. I don't know who would play that. That'd be some big goony looking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say Derek Mears, because I just love him. Derek Mears. Who's it? Um, he was well. Uh, thing I know him off the top of the head is the remake from Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's got to be a dude like that big. Yeah, it's got to be a big dude. Um. So, uh, Kane, maybe Kane Hodder. That, that, there you go. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as much as that movie Seen of Evil is not the best. If they gave him a role like that in a better movie, he'd do pretty fucking decent. He might do all that, yeah. intimidating fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's creepy looking. If you have not seen uh, Seen of Evil, it's the whole premise is Kane being a murderer in a hotel, 
And it's not a great movie. It was one of those like WWE funded kind of things. Not a great movie. Yeah. But he's so fucking intimidating as the dude just going around brutally murdering people that he would do fucking excellent in another movie that has a better oh, yeah. budget on it. Like he's just fucking intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's some better writing, better directing, you know, kind of stuff. Know, yeah. just overall better. <laughs> 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 um, but no, you know, actually, uh, with the Stephen King thing, uh, he originally hated The Shining when it came out, uh, but he's come out in recent years and said, like, I get why people like it. It's it's not what I did with the book, but, uh, you know, I, I get why people like oh, yeah. it. It's not a bad movie and I, I shouldn't have given a shit. Oh, no, he that acknowledges movie. that it's a really good movie, but it's yeah, it was, if you've read the book, it. it's, yeah, it's nothing. It, it's got the essence of the book kind of, and that's about all. So that's why he was very, yeah, so, you know, he was very unhappy my, at the time. My point to that, and I've heard this point made by other people is, uh, you know the twist coming in The Shining because you cast Jack Nicholson and he just looks crazy as shit to begin with. <laughs> like, huh, the twist is he's going to go crazy. Why don't we hire this guy that just looks like he's having a mental breakdown already? To be honest, I didn't even know that that was supposed to be a twist. <laughs> I was when I first watched it, it was kind of heading there the whole time, yeah. Like, oh, he's going to do bad things. I think I, I think I once read that Robin Williams was also in part to play Jack. Robin Williams had a lot of things he tried to do, like that he ultimately didn't get in the movie, but he tried out for a lot of different roles. Well, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. Like Tom Selleck was originally supposed to be uh, um, Indiana Jones, and then he got offered Magnum PI and couldn't do it. Oh God. That's that's how and that's how they ended up with Harrison Ford. He was the second pick. Wow. But yeah, and just that changes thing. that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> what you got in? No, I was just saying that it's almost like you were thinking uh, Deliverance. Just Tom Selleck and that he doesn't have a mustache and it always bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> deliverance. He would have made good in Deliverance. He'd been a little young, though. So, uh, Anthony, you got a, got any uh, last minute uh, last questions here? Do we want a really long one or a really easy? You know, one? Whatever you want. You know what? I can make a I can make a short one long or a long one short. I'll tell you what, Anthony. <laughs> While you pick that real quick, uh, you can find us at Oddcast Done on Twitter. Uh, find us on that Oddcast Network on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, when his no- when Fiend's uh, novel becomes on pre-order, we'll be posting it there for everyone. Um, you can also find us uh, Jammer underscore Jokey Pants on Instagram. I post that pretty frequently, uh, you know. And catch us everywhere. Give us a like, comment, and whatnot. Uh, and if you like the show, uh, you know, you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash oddcast. Uh, and as well, definitely support this man here because he writes, I mean... I- it's not just because he's my dad. Like even Anthony can agree, this man writes awesome fucking horror. So definitely check yes. him out on Amazon. Well, thank you. All right. Now let's have another terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, uh, do you believe? Question. Do you believe in writer's block? I don't. I don't. Um, I mean, sometimes writing is more difficult than other times. But I think it's a convenient excuse sometimes when 
people don't have a an idea. And and I can tell you, like getting something started is putting those first that first paragraph, those first couple of sentences on the page for a new story. That's the most difficult part because you know everybody will tell you like if you ever read if you want some of the best like opening lines for horror like look at any of Edgar Allan Poe's opening lines like every every one of his stories st- the first sentence is it just grabs you and that's what you that's what you want so i mean you can sit there and struggle with that but to me no i mean it's just sit down and write like if if you're point. working on us, yeah, if you're working on, if you're trying to work on a particular story and it's just not coming to you, you know, that happens. Go work on something else for a little while, write something else and then come back. And, you know, sometimes if you kind of get in the groove of writing something, you can come back and you can write whatever you actually wanted to, you know. So a lot of times it's just that. I don't really believe in in actual writer's block. I think it's, honestly, I think it's a bunch of bunk. Although people people who say they have it will will argue with me, but you know, sometimes it just helps to you know start working on it. It just help get things flowing for you, and then you'll have it pop to you. I've yeah. had it happen. It's exactly yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just got to sit down and and do something, even if it wasn't what you intended. Just sit down and start writing something. Something will come out, you know, and then you can go back to whatever it was you meant to work on. Well, uh, I have another. Just quick answer one, something to throw in for everyone at home here. Uh, there we go. I, I know you're not much of a gamer. Let's admit it, old man. You're not much of a gamer. I don't. I, I, I used to when I was young, but um, I don't have time. To, I don't have time to do it a lot of times. So, what would you so say she, is, has been your favorite game that that you that you would ever play that you would say had been your favorite? wow. Ooh, that's a heavy one. All time. It is. It is. That, that's a tough one because I love the God of War games. Um, of course, you do. Blood and gore everywhere. That, it's, well, it's just <laughs> you just get in there and you just kill stuff. Um, the first couple of Resident Evil games, I was obsessed with those when they when they came out. Played the crap out of those. Um, the last one because it was. Um, in that old, the older style, like PS1 type style, um, that I played was uh, Codename Veronica. And that was the last one I liked. Because they kind of went to, they went more like a lot of the newer ones, like Five and some of the other ones. They went to more of a like first person shooter type game. And I, I've never cared for first person shooters. I can't do them, I hate them. Yeah, I, I, I can say that. They, I hate every single one of them. Once you got to Res Four, it switched to like still your like it was still like your third person over the shoulder, but they were definitely more like run and gun kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but the but the uh, Resident Evil Seven that they put out went back to like solve this puzzle. Uh, here comes a boss character of the family that you're trapped with. Oh, but you can't kill him, so you just got to run the fuck away and find the shit you need and solve this and get the fuck out of here. Uh, so seven, I still, yeah. I will shamefully admit I have not finished seven yet, only because it is trying to solve some of that shit and deal with that shit going on has driven me fucking insane. <laughs> uh, but playing oh, no, so some of the f- the first couple ones, like sometimes, like you needed like 
a code off a slip of paper yep. in a room somewhere that you forgot yeah. to turn over. You just didn't mm-hmm. see it, you know, and you end up running around the game for like four hours just going, where the hell is this thing? You know, if it makes you feel any better. It's in, it's, in, it's, in, it's in some stupid room that you've been in a million times and just didn't see it. God damn it. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. better um, during, uh, in the remake of Resident Evil 2, it's just like that. It's just like the old school yeah. game, but updated yeah that's why they yeah i heard they and i heard they were gonna remake another one yep they're Is remaking right? three comes out remaking three okay yeah um but i love those back in the day but like i started like when i first got into playing games at all was like way back atari days so like space invaders centipede was one of my favorites way back uh back to the centipedes you know. i see oh uh, yeah way back then <laughs> I mean, that was that was the best. Yeah, exactly. You were just shooting stuff. <laughs> what, uh, what, what were your opinions about uh, Donkey Kong back in the day then? <laughs> See, I, Donkey Kong, I didn't. I actually, I had to play that at a friend's house because I didn't have Donkey Kong. So <laughs> it was always, it was like a, well, no, it was like a treat playing it because that and uh, we didn't have Pac-Man either. So I had to go to my friend's house to play Pac-Man. And that was, that was, everybody always wanted to, oh, I'll flip the score. You know, when it gets to like so many points, it flips. And it was like, ooh, I'm back to double zero. Like, that was like the big thing. I mean, you're talking early 80s, so sorry. I had like Atari and then, let's see, and Sega Genesis, Nintendo, then Sega Genesis. And then the, I went to PlayStation when PS1 came out. I went to that, and I still I still say to this day PS1 was the best system ever. I think I had more game I had more games for that that were all good than most of the systems now. Like you might have a few games that you like. I mean, I had probably fifty games for PS1, and they were all good. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I think I enjoyed my PS2 more than what I've enjoyed as of late. But me, but uh, me yeah, and, yeah, PS2. I had a lot of good ones on there. Uh, me and me and my good friend James here. Uh, we're actually, as I've said before, we're launching his podcast tomorrow. Uh, and we were uh, we're gonna be talking about in super amount of detail uh, the new Xbox they're gonna be coming out with. Uh, but but the biggest takeaway there is uh really just for all of you at home whatever um it's uh it's i mean it's it's a fucking pc uh the route that they've gone is literally just making a pc but in a console form because it's gonna have six times the amount of like output that any of the ones that we have now have been yeah. able to do so they've just made a fucking PC. Listen, and, yeah and, <laughs> well, i've seen some stuff on the next the ps5 God, I just, stuff that they've I talked about and it's just that. like well, no, and it's like they just start to like get to they maximize the they just start to maximize the potential on like one system, and then the next one's got to come out. It's Pretty like much. no, you, there's there's still so much power in just what you already have that you aren't utilizing. You haven't learned to utilize yet. Well, you know, it's kind of like iPhone buyers, but uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not okay. to bring up a counterpoint, but. Gotta love Nintendo for this, then. 
Nintendo. I loved my Nintendo. I played the shit out of Super Mario Brothers, oh, man. Anthony is a Nintendo fanboy. Like he, he's an official oh, fanboy. Boy. He has the Nintendo. I have, Switch. I have a Zelda oh, yeah. tattoo. Do you have that like Switch, that girly Switch thing? Oh, the Switch is awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Dude, Untitled Goose Game, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You, you probably played Dance Dance Revolution, didn't you? You know, uh, that came with my Switch, but I've never played it. A likely excuse. Yeah. It was the I've cheapest never, combo. I've never played it, honest. He's playing it right now. <laughs> there actually is a, there is a Switch game where you have to milk a cow. You have to milk a cow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Just no. like being back in the country. <laughs> so, Anthony, what's uh, what's your final question here? There you oh, go. Shit. That was um, See, now he's got to find a good one. He put him on the spot. Well, he's got to flip through all the pages of that giant flesh. Book. It's the only way when did you first realize you... Man, shut up. When did you first realize you wanted to be a writer? Um, honestly, I wanted to do it for years. And, like, when I was younger, when I was, like, you guys' age... Like I couldn't focus to, to do it. And so it just always kind of, I kept reading books and I'd read a book and I'd be like, Oh shit, I could do better than that. And after I read like a whole bunch where, you know, just repeatedly, I was like, well, either you got to do it or just shut up about it. <laughs> so who's this I sat Tolkien down and, guy? and started doing it. What's that? Who's this Tolkien guy? Tolkien. Yes. I I didn't do it with Tolkien. I love Tolkien. Don't don't mess with Tolkien. No, even that's that's why I went. Even though he even though he writes history books, you know whatever. But <laughs> but the stories are all good. Um, oh, just the, just for our sometimes audience, the writing's a little dry. <laughs> just for audience, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But how old no. are you? I just turned forty-seven about two weeks ago. We so I'm Disney. not really old yet, and yeah, I decided and when I when I reach fifty, I'm going to start counting backwards, <laughs> and if I get to zero, then I'm just on borrowed time. So we'll go into the negative. <laughs> I think it's a, I think and, it's a good thing. Everybody should do it. Yeah, I think that also shows a good point. Is you're never too old to start something you're passionate about. Oh hell no, no! I was like, well, I mean, I was about forty when I started writing. So, yeah, like whatever you want to do, do it. It, it. Age, age is a number. It doesn't matter. Unless it's porn. Nobody Unless you're under 21, and you're trying to buy alcohol. <laughs> or she's Sicko. under 18. Well, yeah, don't don't mess with little girls. No. Or boys. Either one. Don't do it. Don't kids. That's my public. That's my public service announcement. You know, don't mess with kids. We don't diddle kids. <laughs> we don't diddle kids. Matter of fact, if you even think about doing it, just go out back and just get your whole face in front of the shotgun. I oh. see. <laughs> hey, that's no, my retirement I have, plan. I have no time of day for for, for those people. Did you just say that's your retirement plan? Yeah, fuck them. That's, that is, yeah, that's a pretty good retirement plan. Just, yeah, I'm done. I'm all used up now. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much life insurance I have? 
Yeah, but you've got to have somebody else do it in that case. <laughs> uh, well, I guess my final thing would just be uh, if you if you had if you could choose going to heaven or hell, which which one would you honestly choose? Honestly, choose. I, I ain't gonna know anybody in heaven. What, like two people? <laughs> no, man. All the all the cool people went to hell, man. I'm going down there and hanging out. Well, on the plus side, you know all the demons' names. Exactly, I know the demons' names. Uh, even in in my new book that I'm writing, um, it's it's a let's just say blasphemy is a good theme for it. <laughs> <laughs> so it deals with uh, Satan and all kinds of good stuff. I don't, I don't want to reveal too much about it. It's too uh, it's going to take me too long to get it all out there. <laughs> well, but but if but if you have any religious inclinations, you're going to hate it, and you probably read it because you hate it. That's what I want. Well, I want to be my my goal is to be protested by the church. Jesus <laughs> They're not gonna like this one. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, you haven't made it till the church protests you. Oh, with that, uh, <laughs> thank you, fiend, for being on the show. We we very much appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. And for all of you at home, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, you heard where you can find us. But this man here again. Uh, it's Fiend Gots. That's F E I N D G O T T E S. Find him on Amazon. Look the man up. If you're a fan of horror, guarantee you will fucking love the shit he's writing. Uh, check him out. <laughs> and his novel comes out next year. And what is the name of that? Piece it all back together. Booyah. Piece Ooh, it all back name. together. <laughs> um, exactly. But in the meantime, you can read all of his other works. Uh, obviously, he has almost 20 books out there, uh, and, and collectively of everything he's written. So go out there, check him out, give him, uh, you know, give him your ratings. Uh, but you know, start your fiend collection. <laughs> start collecting at home, and you'll be able to summon your own personal demon. <laughs> exactly. There's enough of them you can form a pentagram in, uh, at home. There you go, kids. Go start sacrificing your cats. Well, I was already headed there. <laughs> but from all of us here at Oddcast, thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed the bonus episode we have for you. Uh, obviously, we'll be back Thursday. We're going to be talking some Star Wars on Thursday uh, because Anthony, this guy here, is going to be going to see the new movie. So obviously, we're bringing that up. So... <laughs> Uh, but again, check Fiend out on Amazon, definitely. Uh, check us out on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, but until next time, y'all stay beautiful, y'all stay odd, and uh, go watch some horror movies and live life. Experience it. Don't be afraid. Bye. Or should you be? Oh, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely be afraid. <clears throat> now close the damn book. Jesus. <laughs> but no, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Let's agree to never uh, summon a demon uh, unless we're both uh, committed to it. Uh, it's gonna take yeah. a while to get the smell of sulfur out of my clothes. <laughs>